Welcome back to the Med School Tutors Podcast, your resource for high-yield tips and proven guidance to help reduce stress and give you tangible tools for success from pre-med through residency and the boards. Let's dive in. Hey, everyone. Good evening. Uh, welcome to our webinar tonight. We're going to talk about some tips for how to optimize your holiday break, at, regardless of where you are in your medical training, from preclinical education, clinical clerkships, uh, fourth year of med school, and even beyond in a residency. And so thank you so much for joining us. Uh, my name is Mike Stevens. I am a PGY2 dermatology resident. I have been with MST, it's hard to believe now, for close to two and a half years. I am so thrilled to be joined tonight by my co-host, who I'll, I'll let her introduce herself. Yeah, so thank you, Mike. Um, so my name is Fauna. I am uh, another one of the tutors at MST. I have been with med school tutors for, I think, almost four years now. Uh, I'm a PGY2 in radiology. I'm at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston. And I'm excited to have the opportunity to talk to you all today about some of our tips and our advice for how to best use your time during the holiday break coming up. All right. And just to give you guys a little bit of a breakdown of, of what to expect for tonight, we're, as mentioned before, going to just give you just general pointers about how to approach thinking about using this time and, and things that should be on your radar to be most productive over the, over the coming days and weeks. Um, but at the same time, also considering that this is a break and, and you guys are working really hard, balancing a lot of commitments, both curricular and extracurricular and clinical and otherwise. And so it's important that you take this time as well to recharge, refocus and be ready to dive right back in after the the break is over. Yeah, absolutely. So just diving right in, I think the big things that we really recommend for preclinical students who are thinking about step one or starting to consider what step one studying might look like. The biggest things that we really recommend that you do is review the past material. Most students end up taking step one sometime between April, June, July of their this upcoming year, which means you still have several months before you actually get into the thick of your dedicated study period. And so for that very reason, some of the material that you looked at as early as August, September, some of those early topics, it's really important to refresh those things and go back into the um, old sort of old bank of things that you may not have seen for a couple of months now and probably will not see again until your dedicated study period. So preparing for that. I also think this is a really good time to think about your timeline and start to make a plan about what you're going to be doing. Not to say you need to map out every day, every week even, but just generally think about what you want to cover by when, just so you're not surprised when you get to dedicated and see, I actually have a lot more content that I didn't have a chance to look at, and I don't know if I have enough time to do it during my dedicated study period. So, for example, working in that pathology, working in biochem, all of these topics that you may not have the chance to see, starting to implement when you might need to add those back into your schedule. And um, as far as, you know, hardcore studying, I would say, be very light. Again, most people, again, depending on when your exam is, of course, but most people, April to June, July. So don't need to be spending eight hours a day studying by any means. If you really want to, you could do maybe a block of you world a day, flip through first aid for some of the older topics, go through some of your flashcards. I would really say the big thing is to spend this time planning for what you're going to be doing coming up rather than properly studying as you would as if you were in class, studying for your tests. Um, so really just taking that time to 
think about what's coming down the pike and planning accordingly. Anything additional that you would add to that, Mike? I, I No, I think that's perfect. Uh, everything you said as it pertains to mainly using this time to plan more than anything yeah. else is, is the best way forward. Um, and then I think just to the, the one point thrown on there about, at least in terms of thinking about how to approach these things, you, you don't have to feel compelled. As you move into thinking about board exams and preparing for board exams, as you're moving through your preclinical uh, classes, um, a lot of it will be geared towards board exams. Some of it will be a little bit more minutia, nitty gritty basic science that may not come up on your board exam. So focus on things that are board exam oriented and, and don't necessarily worry about having to go back and look at a lecture from, from neuroscience four or five months ago. Um, um, but otherwise, yeah. So, um, and then just to give you guys a little bit of idea, an idea of some of the resources that are out there in case you're, dipping your feet in the water and kind of figuring out what exactly is available. Um, some, some things to consider. UWorld is going to be kind of front and center in any study plan that, that we recommend and, and what we talk about when we're working with students. It's often supplemented with first aid on the side and then other resources that are, are typically built in or other question banks, um, Rx, Kaplan, flashcards like Anki are really, this is a great opportunity to really dive into that kind of thing and start preparing that because it's long-term space repetition kind of stuff. Um, and so that's kind of the, the um, if you're going to be used, if you, if you intend to be utilizing a resource like Anki, then being deliberate about starting to compile that ahead of time so that you're able to dive into your dedicated study period, already having a good foundation of flashcards that you can build in space repetition for is to your advantage. Um, all right. Sana, what do you think about third year? What do you, if you were a clerkship student on, um, yeah. on a holiday break? Definitely, definitely. So as most clinical rotations wrap up, sort of, you'll wrap up one rotation before Christmas and then move on to the next one after. Um, but what I will say is this is really a time to be start thinking about A, your upcoming clerkships and B, step two. So very honestly, it ends up being very similar to what I would recommend for my step one students is as far as studying, I think really thinking about when step two is going to be planning when you're going to be taking it and realizing that the vast majority of step two, as we talk about in a lot of our webinars, is mostly internal medicine. So certainly if you have had internal medicine, maybe June, July, at the very beginning of third year, or if you have it coming up and haven't had the chance to really go through that content, making sure you spend time going through some of those topics, spend some time on UWorld. Um, but again, I really want to emphasize and something that I would say in general to keep in mind is None of this needs to be onerous, right? Don't spend all day doing these things because it's certainly not necessary, but if it will help you feel better about continuing to stay productive, you know, a block a day, I think is more than reasonable um, to sort of keep yourself on track and keep yourself in that mentality of moving um, to the next thing. And then um, of course, you know, if you're, so some students will be taking step one after third year, some students will be taking, most students will be taking step two after third year. So really figuring out what resources you're going to use um, for A, your clerkships, and B, also for studying for, um, for step two, because I talk about this a lot with my students, but step two studying is very different than step one studying for a couple of reasons. Each sort of subject that you're going to be studying for, you're going to be using a different resource, and you'll be using a different resource for your clerkships than you may be using for your actual um, step two studying. 
So figuring out what type of learning works for you, whether that be textbooks like master's boards, step up to medicine, et cetera, whether that be videos like online med ed, boards and beyond, et cetera, questions like AMBOSS, whatever it is. Um, UWorld is essential, but figuring out sort of what type of learning you're going to be using for your board exams and um, your clerkships, I think will be really valuable to, uh, use of that time. Um, and just to just to yeah. highlight again the point that you had brought up before about um, about planning again all about utilizing this time to be very deliberate about what you want to do over the course of your holiday break going forward and if you're taking step one for example after clerkships then again the same kind of things apply about um, how you want to utilize the time between now and your dedicated study period over your dedicated study period when you're going to be taking the exam planning all of these things out. And then just to highlight a few other supplemental resources that kind of build on the one from the previous slide, <clears throat> you're going to find that a lot of the clerkships have good specific resources that, that lend themselves well. So for example, your surgery clerkship, um, one that, that um, we often recommend to, to our students is Pistana's lecture notes or surgery notes, kind of a great summary, high yield points of, of different very commonly tested facts on the surgery shelf and on the surgery content for step two CK. Um, and then other resources that are kind of up and coming or, or becoming more and more established like online and, and AMBOSS. Um, Sketchy, of course, is, is kind of a, a new and, and good foundation for a lot of visual learners. Um, and so all that's to say, there's a lot of resources available to you. Again, you don't need to have, it doesn't, it, this time doesn't need to feel like it's a blitz. It's not a dedicated study period. It's not like you're going to have to cram all this information for an exam in a week and a half, but, but just to get an idea of the lay of the land that's out there, make a plan, and then you can start dipping your foot in the water about how you want to approach these things, start working in some UWorld blocks just to get a, a leg up and, and a, a head start on all of this. All right. I'll turn it back over to Son if you want to take it away for, for fourth years and what you would recommend during this time. Definitely. So fourth year, as for all of our preclinical and uh, clinical year students, I'm sure will be best described as the promised land to all of you. So I would say really take advantage of your break, relax, try and do minimal as far as working goes. Um, depending on when you take your step two exams, I believe that most people will have uh, had this done already, but some people may be using their winter break to study for step two, just to make sure you have it before rank day, et cetera. Um, but in general, I think the big thing is now you'll start to think about your rank list and most people will have had some interviews, though I will say interviews have been shifted back a little bit in a lot of specialties just due to um, coronavirus. But Having said that, really reflect on your interviews and keep a running rank list as you go. I think that was one of the most helpful things for me um, is to keep one as I was going. So have a preliminary one. You'll move as you go. Talk to your family. Talk to your friends and figure out what's important to you and start to plan for um, that next step. And then try and take advantage of whatever your med school has to offer for the, your last semester um, and, you know, whether that be courses, whether that be education, um, and just to really try and um, make the most of that time. So I think for that, very much just focused on checking off the rest of your boxes, get organized and figure out what you need to do to graduate and figure out all those things. And then start thinking about what you might want to do, talk to your friends, talk to your family and um, start planning for, for the match. 
Awesome. Yeah. It's definitely a time where you can breathe maybe a little bit more and yeah. you might be in the midst of your interview process, but overall, this is kind of a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel of med school. And so then, and then even pivoting to, to even beyond med school and, and once you're in residency, at the end of the day, it, you, you may not have, it, it depends on the schedule that you have and your program, how much time you'll be able to have off for the holidays and when exactly that would be, whether it's Thanksgiving or New Year's or, or Christmas or, but the, the, the point is that at the end of the day, you were working really hard and, and your hours may be pretty busy. And so if you just wanna take this time to rest, by all means do that. Um, if you are feeling ambitious, if you feel like you have it in you to look ahead to the future, I mean, the same kind of mantras that we've been that we've been emphasizing throughout still apply. And and the highlight, the, the theme of this of this webinar is going to be planning. And so think about what your what your goals are about. If you're looking at a fellowship, um, looking into the requirements for your application, starting to collect those, thinking about if you have to have letter writers, who those people will be, how to approach them, when to approach them, um, putting together experiences. Um, a lot of research projects you can really move forward during this time if you're, you know, free from more clinical responsibilities and you have some time to yourself. And so um, diving into those and then depending on where you are in your residency and the timing you um, may or may not have taken three by this point. And if you haven't, this is a great opportunity to think about step three. If, if you are um, if you are looking at trying to have it out of the way within the next month or two months, then this can be a great opportunity to really dive into the content um, again, not having to think about clinical responsibilities and, and work through a good chunk of the material. Um, so, so again, it, it's all relative to, to where you are in the process, what you, what your goals are, what you've accomplished and what you still have yet to do. And, uh, at the end of the day, the most important thing is plan and, and try to be proactive about, about staying on top of this stuff. Sana, what would you recommend to people to not burn out and at least be able to use this time? Yeah, avoiding absolutely. That? So as, as I sort of alluded to before, I think it's very, very important to also take a break, right? So this whole time to however many weeks to week to weeks you have off, it can be a great opportunity to start to get ahead, start to plan, start to make steps into um, when you have all this time off to spend a lot more time doing a lot of the things on your checklist that get sort of built up after <laughs> so many months of being busy. Um, and it's great. It's a great opportunity to do those things. Absolutely. I will say what I really recommend, though, is taking at least half the day just to not half the day just to chill, spend time with your family, watch some Netflix um, and really rest. Because I think that, you know, medical school is exhausting. Residency is exhausting and it's really important to recharge yourself so you're ready to hit the ground running when you start again. Um, and, you know, you only have so many times in med school and beyond when you'll really have this time to rest. So take advantage of it. And again, so what I typically tell my students, what I do myself, you know, I'll set a couple of hours a day and say, okay, this is my work time from like eight to noon, I'm going to do work. And then the rest of the day, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to do whatever I want. And so really set limits for yourself because I think it helps you a be more productive during that time. Um, because if you have an infinite amount of time, you'll, you'll fill that space. Um, and then you can just have a chance to really recharge throughout this whole this whole process. Um, that's pretty, yeah. I mean, I think that the most important thing is is prioritize recharging, and then if you have the bandwidth, then dive into um, what you can. All right. 
Well, that's that's kind of a wrap. Just to give you guys a little bit more about how we can support you in kind of thinking about this. this is, these are common questions that we often get from students about, you know, this is a time when they have a little bit more flexibility in the schedule. And, and with that flexibility and, and freedom, it can lead to a lot of um, questions about like, what do I do with this time? And, and that's, I think, where we can really step in and help guide you guys and have a better sense of how to how to be most productive. Um, and so, uh, and so that's, that's basically our goal as, as tutors, um, both during this time and, and throughout your whole entire process from start to finish of med school and beyond to, uh, to help you get a sense of how to approach each of these exams, how to be most, um, productive and, and prepared for them. Um, and so without any further ado, we'll, we'll open it up to the, the Q and A. So the first question is, I'm going to take step one in April. I'm currently studying first aid and question banks. What should I do to keep going and convince myself that it's going to be enough? So this is this is a great question. Um, and I think that step one is especially um, anxiety-inducing for many of our students. Um, so I think the big thing is to keep doing what you're doing. So first aid and question banks, depending on what you're using, um, will be more than enough during during this time. So a lot of people, so I would say some, some of my students like to use UWorld from the very beginning of the year and use it throughout the year. Some of my students like to save UWorld um, and do it a little bit later in the process so they can do two passes and have them fresh um, for those questions. And so I think that in general, what I would recommend is do maybe a block of questions a day, review those in detail and go through the sort of process of making sure you're checking your answers and uh, really reading the reading the explanations and then review the old topics. So what we were saying before about go through some of the earlier, I know most schools tend to start with like cards, pulmonology, renal, and this may not be the case for your school, but whatever your school does first and sort of you've been a little bit removed from, spend that time sort of reviewing old topics. I don't think you need to go into the nitty gritty of something new right now because that will feel a little bit overwhelming. Um, and I think the big thing I would emphasize is go back and just sort of review some of the older stuff is um, what I recommend. Any additional thoughts on that, Michael, for someone taking step in April? No, I, I mean, I think that's perfect. Um, I, I feel that the, the point that you had brought up, a, a, a little bit tangential, but um, <clears throat> saving the question banks and, and trying to dive into them during your dedicated is I think one that comes up often, and yeah. I, I I just think to run out ahead and, and address that, um, you don't, my opinion on this is often that I don't feel strongly about saving questions. I think that the more you do them, the more comfortable you'll be with them. And, and the limiting factor in all of this is really your time more than anything. Yeah. The questions will always be there and are always available. And so, you know, it might not be as, as clean where you have your unused questions go from 3,200 down to zero, there might be like a smattering of, of, you know, questions you've done over time, but you're learning that content and reviewing it and re-reviewing it many times is, is optimal. So I would say if you're, if you're trying to develop that plan over this time and you're wondering when should I be building in the, um, the question banks, I'd say keep doing what you're doing if you're currently working through them and, and maintain a pace as fast as you can. Really, that applies to, to all of all of the board exams, step one, step two, and step three. Uh, yeah. The U world, you don't have to feel like you need to table the U world to your dedicated study period. Yeah, I totally agree. So we have another one talking about, I believe what this question is asking about is more prioritizing studying for these exams, like different subjects and figuring out what 
what topics to prioritize when you're studying? And uh, this is a great question because it is very challenging and I think something that all students, myself included, uh, struggle with. And what I will say is the great thing about the NBA USMLE exams is that they tell you what to prioritize. They literally give you a percentage breakdown of how much cardiology is going to be tested, how much pulmonology is going to be tested, et cetera. And beyond that, I will say using these practice tests, um, is a great way to sort of focus on your weaknesses using both UWorld and your practice tests. So UWorld, obviously, as I'm sure many of you know, gives you a great breakdown of, you know, what your strengths are and weaknesses are by percentage. And I think that that can be a great starting point for spending more time on those topics. So if I'm really weak in OBGYN, spending more time just going through some of the blueprints, et cetera, textbooks, if it's step two or whatever, whatever test you're studying for using that appropriate resource. Um, but I really use the testing resources, the, the question banks um, and the questions that I use to sort of be honest with myself about how am I actually performing and then going back and adjusting accordingly. I think I think that's the best way to do it. I, I love that. I agree 100%. I, I think that what I often tell students is just to triage what you don't feel comfortable with. And, and the U world is great. Yeah. If you don't, on some level, if you have the introspection, you just know, like, I, I'm bad at OB, then yeah. triage that and, and try to focus on, you know, looking into resources that will help you learn what you feel like you're having deficits in. If you're, if you're having difficulty figuring out where even to begin and you feel like you're a little overwhelmed with everything, then you can use the UL percentages and get an idea of like, well, I'm consistently scoring 100% in psych. So, you know, I feel comfortable with psych. I can probably move that down on my on my um, queue of, of topics that I'm going to be studying. Yeah. So um, so really a combination of those two things, but, but triage, basically always look for things. As long as my, my philosophy is if you're learning something new, that is reasonably high yield that you didn't know before, you know, that's a hundred percent efficiency. You can't really expect anything more of yourself than, than that. And if you're doing that all day, every day, as you're studying with the time that you're studying, not all day, every day, but all the time with the time that you're studying, then, then you're going to be, you're doing the, the maximum extent of, of what you could do. Definitely. All right. Well, thanks guys. We appreciate you tuning in tonight. I hope this was helpful. I hope you all have a, a very great holiday season and, um, and a great evening. Yeah, good luck. Thank you. We hope this was helpful and that it took some of the guesswork out of the equation for you. If you have any questions or would like one-on-one tutoring, get in touch with us via our website, medschooltutors.com, via email at hq at medschooltutors.com, or give us a call, if you're old school like that, at 212-327-0098. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, share, and review us on your podcast app. And if you want more helpful, free information, visit our blog, check us out on social media at MedSchoolTutors, or visit our forum at usmletutors.com. Thanks for listening. Be well. <laughs>